0: Welcome to the Belfry Hockey Podcast. My name is Daryl Belfry, and we are in Season 3, and this is going to be Episode 9, which is going to be a continuation of the discussion that we had in Episode 8, which was on drill design. I want to keep that going. I got to like the 35-minute mark in the last one, and I realized very quickly that it wasn't enough time to really get into a lot of the other aspects that I wanted to talk about. So I thought I made the decision on the fly that we were going to just let's just have this as a two-parter so here's the second part so in the first one of course we're talking a lot more about you know the ideas that surround actually like designing a drill and coming up with one Um, sometimes on the fly and you know utilizing game situations and turning those situations into into uh, drill design, having an understanding of that there's sometimes you want a lot of reps and sometimes you want it to be a little bit more organic where the players have to like find the skills inside of the situation and be able to apply them, have some variability. There's all kinds of different reasons and types of things that you're trying to do inside of a drill. And so figuring out what your purpose is and then kind of working yourself through that. Because there's many times in a practice, and this is one of my big pet peeves as it relates to normal practices, is most practices are pre designed. So the coach, coaching staff has spent time to go through minute by minute exactly what the practice is going to be. There's certain objectives, they have, they have drills to accomplish those objectives, and they run the practice right to the letter and there's some give here and there but for the most part the objective is to go through the practice and be on time for me because i'm on the i'm not on the coaching side as much as i'm on the player development side player development attitude is very different it's not at all like that it's not about finishing each each piece on time it's about getting it and so if if you have a drill that you think is going to accomplish a certain thing and the players really aren't aren't getting it then you do another drill that's about the same thing or you back it up a step and you add, you know, focus on the piece that's really been tripping them up and you build a drill right on the fly to accomplish that to then plug it back into the next and then move it along so you're like As you're going along the road of your practice, you're just filling in the potholes as you go along. And so sometimes you have to take a step back and sometimes, but it's not based on time. It's based on what you're trying to do next. So I understand that these are two totally different worlds. So you can't, you can't take a player development approach entirely and drop that into a coaching play Mm -hmm. And then you also can't take the coaching approach and drop it into exclusively in a player development thing because then you're neither group is going to, you're not going to satisfy what's important in each of those two objectives, which sometimes they come together and sometimes they're parallel. Like they they don't always intersect. So I think that first understanding that those things are, that's the reality of it. There's a player development part of it and then there's a coaching part of it, and sometimes those things don't intersect, and that's okay. So what, what's important, to, though, is that when you are doing player development and the, in, the importance that you have placed on this aspect of your, of your team or your group or your player, when that becomes a player development thing, then you need to approach it or it's better to approach it from a player development perspective. When you're doing then a coaching thing, then you need to approach it from a coaching perspective. We don't always do that. We talk about player development, but then when you go watch what's going on, it's really through a coaching lens, which is sometimes, like I said, they don't really intersect. So, the whole idea, if you're if you're standing there with a paper Against the glass that has, uh, that has specific drills that were pre-done, with no possibility of changing any of them, and there's a specific time, and you're watching the clock to make sure that you're not in player development. That's just not it. That's not how player development. But if you're going out there. And you're going to start a drill, and then you're going to add a little bit, and then you're going to take two steps forward, you're going to take a step back, you're going to add a piece over here, you're going to add a piece over there, and then all of a sudden the 45 minutes or an hour is over, that's player development. Two separate things. So I think that's important to really understand that they are two separate kind of entities. And I'm coming at it, when I talk about drill design, I'm coming at it from a player development perspective, largely. Now, the other thing that's really important in my drill design, and it really has helped me over the years, has been trying to have my philosophy towards the player's development and my attitude towards their development be prevalent and be clear inside of the Drills and the way in which the practice is going, how the feel of it, the pace of it, the energy that I'm bringing, the energy I'm expecting back, the way in which I'm building this whole thing, the amount of failure that I'm willing to put in there, the, all of those pieces are really important to be related to the philosophy of, of the way in which I, I want this, this player to develop. And then if it's a group or a team, the philosophy of the team then becomes really important. The style of play and the type of way in which they want this, these players to play and the, the where they are in their season and all. The, that is really important as it relates to drill design. And I think we sometimes miss that. And I think it's a major part of it. And one of the pet peeves I have is I would be, you know, you're you're everybody's been everybody's been in this situation. So you've run a practice or you've been part of a player development uh, training session. You come off the ice and you're sitting there with your fellow coaches or your fellow skill instructors and you and you're going to debrief the practice or the or the development session. You say, "Hey, how did the how did the practice go?" And well, well, you know, like they didn't have it today, the energy was low or whatever they the you know the the they weren't all that crisp you know it took a while for them to get into it like all these like all these like statements like that there's many of them like you know i could go out you wrap you can rattle off and i'm sure everyone who's ever done it and been in these situations you know exactly what i'm talking about it happens like every practice and my attitude always is is that there is a certain level of responsibility that the coach or skill development instructor has as it relates to the way in which that practice or skill development session is going to go. That's there's a, a lot of the a lot of what's going to happen is determined by you. You set what's going on. You have the drills, you have the way in which you want, you have the attitude, the energy, You The way that you're setting up the pacing, the order in which you're doing things, all of that is a contributing factor into how these players are going to feel and what their reaction is based on where they are in the season, what happened the night before, what's going on in general as in the team or the group, the player that you're working with, where they're at in terms of their own development and where they're at in the season and how they're performing all those things all add up and they're 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 factors into the team development or the player's individual development and the coach and like i said i i'm a big proponent that i think the more that i assume the responsibility is on me the more i work in terms the harder i work in terms of trying to influence every aspect that i can possibly influence to make it as Best an opportunity and take advantage of every opportunity as I can. So that's a really I think that's a really important distinction that we don't always have. And so when I say like style of play, so if for example, like let's say your team and uh, you're you're coaching a team and you're gonna talk about drill design and, and where you are in the season. So let's say, for example, teams just lost. Uh th- the team is a is a skilled team they play fast Uh, they got a lot of skilled players and this is this is their team and you play primarily the development aspect of the team and the performance is going to be determined on their ability to play in transition that's really so the philosophy of the team is to be fast in transition quick from offense to defense quick from defense to offense and try to be able to get the puck back as quickly as possible, and then in the and then in, and once we get the puck, we're trying to attack as quickly as possible. Take advantage of the transition aspects of this this team and the gifts and energy that they have, and their and their skill set. So that's where they're at. The problem is the team's lost like three games in a row. They look slow. They look a little bit tired. And now you're going to have practice. So what do we do? Like you are the coach now. Your drill design and how you approach that is going to largely determine what that, how that energy is going to shift, what the energy is going to be with the team, how you can influence it. It's going to come down to the things that you choose. Now, if you're just going to go off your drill bank and pick a pick a drill, it may not fit. It could be a round peg you're trying to jam into a, a square hole or sorry, a square peg trying to jam into a round hole. That's that's a reality of it right so this is where becoming effective in drill design to come up with what's important now for this team what do they need what what should how should we approach this is a critical aspect of it and that doesn't mean like okay well now we're just going to have fun and play a whole bunch of games and do all that yeah there's probably a time in the season for something like that but you don't you can only go to that so many times at the end of the day your responsibility to make kids better and so you gotta find a way to do that and not wasting too many practices with players with low energy you know they're not feeling good about themselves and so and then your practice design it just doesn't fit what's important now and then now it's a missed opportunity You just can't turn the ship so that's where I like and it, and, it, and it's the same in individual player development too like when you go with a player depending on where they're at like this could be a kid who's a scorer uh, scored his whole a whole life and now he's gone 15 games without scoring a goal he's in his head his skill set is a mess he's you know rushing plays he's arriving too quickly he overdoes the routes you know he underdoes the routes he's hanging on the outside he's shooting too early he's just trying to get pucks to the net like nothing's working arrives his timing's all off so this is where the, this is the state of the player so your responsibility from a skill development perspective is to first establish where you're trying to go from what's in front of you right now and i've already tried to work my drill design and my my personal energy the way in which i approach it from a how much failure i'm i want to allow sometimes i want a tremendous amount of failure early in the pr- training session for both the team or or the individual, like I'm gonna come in, and it's gonna be incredibly difficult to execute. I'm gonna be challenging them right on the fringes, uh, outside fringes of their ability, and the failure level is gonna be really high. And then I'm gonna be challenging them to try to push to that next level. That energy is usually at a time in which the team is or the player is doing really well. Now you can hit them with a lot of failure because they have the the emotional bank account is full so now you can start taking withdrawals out of that because they have the capacity to withstand it now you got this kid who hasn't scored in fifteen games and now you're going to go in you're going to go hit him with the fringes and now his, he doesn't have that bank account full so now you're in a deficit and now you're trying to dig him out of a hole all the time that just not as easy an energy to be able to be bringing to pull the player along, and that's a critical aspect of drill design, practice design, and the way in which you're trying to build it. Because the way the player, players feel, the energy level that they have, and where where they are in the season is a factor. And we don't always include that as a factor. And I go to enough practices and I watch and I see can see what's going on and it doesn't always match up. And that's individual coach skill coaches working with an individual player and that's teams where you watch the team. Okay, what's going on with this team? Well yeah, they lost the last three games. And then you watch a practice and you're like, Well, that's probably that energy, that the way in which the drills were were presented the the work rest ratio the time in which where they were the duration of which the drills were, the way in which it was approached, yeah I don't know how much you're really gonna turn I don't know if you're trying to turn the corner I don't know how much that one would do it, so you're trying to find that balance of like meet the players where they are and try to provide what's needed at that time and that's where that drill design comes in so sometimes you want that energy just popping it's got to be so fast and you want that energy up and you want them feeling really fast and energetic okay so now you need quick drills that are short in duration that get them out of the blocks quickly a couple things are going to happen and then it's over there's a quick loop and they're sending the play to go the other way. They're in line for maybe a second or two. They get just enough time to take a take a, a breath. And boom, they're right back in it again. And you have that work rest, And this thing is popping. That's one way, right? Now, there's a time for that. And then there's a time where you don't want that. You want to slow it down. You want to be methodical about it. You want to hit them with a lot of technical aspects of like really getting them to understand a concept and you're at the beginning of teaching a particular concept so you're walking it out and then it's a build it starts off slowly a little bit more methodical they start to see how all the pieces interact they see where the variables are they start to kind of take a bit of a feel for it you start adding a little more energy you add more success rate you add more uh... add more pace you build it up to game speed then you start testing it with some resistance you start throwing some curveballs in it to see how they're gonna adapt and adjust you lower the success rate at a time to kind of you know create a new level of understanding in the depth of where you're trying to go and then finally you put it all together and now the whole thing is popping well that's a much more of a methodical build to kind of get them to a space where you know you you want them to to fully grasp what's going on this new concept and start to build some confidence in it. That's another a whole other approach and the way in which you would structure the drills and the way in which you're trying to organize what it is that you're doing to match the objective is different. And each one of these things and that's why drill design is such an important aspect of every type of coaching and individual skill session because having a good understanding of the pulse of what you're trying to do it is a factor in the development aspect. And that's why I think that whether you're a coach who is you know on that time sheet, we're gonna be off the ice in 42 minutes. We're gonna do these five drills and this is what What's going on and based on what's going on in the season, where we're at in the season, what's next, coming up, where our schedule is, the travel schedule, all those factors weigh into it. Now you're making these decisions based on what you want to do. And, you know, you're going to have to adapt drills that you already have to fit or you're going to have to make up drills as you go along and finding different situations pulling those situations into a drill and having it be something that you could have as something that's really high energy that really gets them moving and then also having it as something where, no, it's a very methodical, slow build but then understanding how to build energy. And building energy is not you yelling and screaming. You can build energy and let the group take that energy on themselves by the way you structure what you're doing just how frequently that they're going the duration the topic those things all factor into what what the energy is going to be like and the success rates you can have the success rate at a time where they're just feeling really good and then once you get them to like the top of that and now you've built the bank account of where they're feeling good now that's a time to start taking withdrawals. So now you might go into a much bigger concept or a newer concept or you're adding something that has much more difficulty. This is really what it is. And I, I learned this mostly with it, with individual skill work. Because I would you know I'd be out there for like eight hours in a day and each player would be coming out and they'd be at totally different stages in their career. They'd have totally different topics that they were gonna be working on, totally different energy. Some of them, especially if it was the summer, like they're coming out of a gym. Today was leg day, they can't feel their legs, now they're coming out with me and we're supposed to be working on skating. Okay, great. Like that's that's perfect for me. Like so talk about like these are the types of things that you're trying to work through. You know, and anybody who's done any skill development work can understand. Like those are the things that happen. So, your drill design, and the order that you take them in, and where you start them, and how you move them forward to pull the best out of them, that's critical. And I learned that. And then that guy leaves. The next guy's feeling like a million bucks. Like it was, you know, he he's he's coming off of uh, coming off of two days off. He's feeling great energy. His legs feel like a million bucks. He's ready to go. And that's a whole other thing. That guy then... I'm going to hit him with maybe two that make him feel like feel great and then i'm going right into the failure i'm going to get a pick a topic that's that's designed to really push him into another level and we're going to be working through it because his energy is at a level which he can withstand it is his mindset is in a space in which he can withstand it etc and so those things i learned that a lot with my individual and small group work And then when I watch teams and you look at it through that lens, you could see that there's a lot of opportunity for that, a lot of opportunity for just uh, understanding. Like, for example, one of the things that you will see and anybody who watches team practices, you guys will all understand what I'm talking about. Ask the coach what type of team he has and where they're at and, you know, what, what their style of play is and then watch them practice. And oftentimes it's like two separate things. Like, they don't, what they're, who they are and how they practice are totally different. It's like, it's a total, and, and it's just not understanding how to put drill design together that what everything that they're doing goes right into their style of play and right into their assets and starts building it. And then, and then there's times where you're like, Okay, like, build that and then show them, like, other ways so you can play against different teams like who, who might play you a certain way and take those assets and start to try to find ways to neutralize them. Can you play another way? Can you find a way to impose your will? Like, what are these types of things? Can you play from behind? You know, and watching how a coach might take this team that's flying high. They won six of their last seven games. Power play is through the roof. Goaltending has been great. Everybody's playing really well from their perspective. This is a team that's ready to ready to go. Their style of play is where they're, you know, they, they play so well off the rush. They just kill you off the rush. But that's a team that they can just fall in love with the rush game. And then all of a sudden now you get to the playoffs or you play against a really good team. They're going to take that away. Like you're not getting two on ones. You're not going to get three on twos. You're going to play three versus four in the neutral zone. You're going to play three versus five you're gonna you're gonna have to trudge through the mud here and this is not going to be playing fast. So in order to win this game, you're gonna have to find a way to be a play in the offensive zone. So that's what I mean about can you find the assets of the offensive zone in this team and maybe that's the way you create some adversity for them but it's done in a way that helps build their game, builds their style of play. That's, these are the aspects, I think, of drill design that we don't talk about enough because, like I said, like, for me, when I first started, like drill design was all about the drill. It was the technical aspects of taking this drill. A lot of times, like when you first start, you're basically stealing drills. You're trying to just grab drills that make sense to you, and you're trying to fit them in and make them work basically is what you're doing and you're sweating it out every time you run a drill you're like oh my god please make this happen please make it work find a way that these kids might get it i mean i've been there then you start to learn how to like adapt drills to kind of fit an age group so this is a drill that maybe you saw real work really well with a bantam team but then you're coaching with you're going to be out with an with a with a squirt or adam team now you're like, okay, well, like how am I going to make that work? And so you try to adapt it. And then you start to learn how to do drills in progression. So instead of doing one drill for 15 minutes, you do three drills for five minutes to kind of build it, uh, to get it where you want to go. And that's th- those are important, critical aspects of the first part of learning drills. And then you start to... Get to a point where you can make your own drills, make your own games. You can come up with, uh, you can come up with ideas. Now you're in a holdup. Now you're figuring out, okay, loops and conti- continues. How fast do I want this to be? How much energy do I want expended? Like we want to work these kids today, okay, and, and they need a lot of work. Okay, well that's now we're now we're talking second pucks and we're talking. You know longer sequences and we might have it might be very competitive and you know we're gonna we're gonna leave them in longer sequences to really you know dr- drip that energy out of them and really test them from a physicality perspective that's one thing then there's other times you don't want to do that you're not looking to, to to zap them zap their energy if anything you're trying to add energy so that's a whole different thing And that's why being able to understand how do I put these things together and how do I set the order and and what 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 are my kids like too? like what's the leadership group like with your team and how can we leverage that and the peer teaching that we've talked about before like these are all critical components to what it is that what it is that you're trying to do so I don't think that that can get lost. In what you're doing and I think that that's a really important part when you're taking a look at a drill and 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 a game and how you built it how you built your progression to get to that game will they still have energy so one of the as you know I'm a real progression guy I love to do things in 3 to 5 drill sequences to get to where I want to go. I want to get all the reps in. I want to get some variability going. I want them to feel what, the way I want them to move. I want to get the spacing down. I want them to see how they can get how they can impose or create manipulatives. I want to build all these aspects into what it is that I'm what it is that I'm working on. And then we're gonna turn it live. Uh, ultimately, I'll turn it live, and the way in which I turn it live will bend it. I'll bend the rules of how I want to, you know, set up the game or the competitive aspect to make sure that I'm pulling these aspects out. So when you get into those, when you get into that progression, sometimes I was so ambitious in uh, in my progression, I would get to the game, and I got kids on one knee, like they're dying. Because I mismanaged their energy, because I didn't realize that I, like I was in this progression. I'm Like, okay, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna go there, I'm gonna go here. Once we get here, now I want to play. I get to that time which we want to play, and they're exhausted. Like I, I wore them out. I didn't manage the energy properly, and that's another aspect. if you're in a, if you're like me and you really like these progressions, well then the order in which you do things and the duration of the actual drill, the intensity of the drill, uh, that starts to matter. It makes sense because that's what's going to lead them in. And then when you get to that kind of main aspect that you're trying to test them, that you've left enough energy in the tank that that they can perform at a high level. And that's when you want the success rate to get going. You've already kind of challenged them in different ways. And that's why you know, for me, I, I've done this whole, like, take two steps forward to take a step back to then take two more steps forward kind of approach. I do that a lot. And a lot of times when I take the step back, that's also a time in which I extend out the, the, uh, the, the drill duration and slow it down at different times to try to find a way to build that energy. Because I don't like to have too many, like, long breaks, like I said, I have a hard to I have a hard time giving a team water break. I'd rather just, hey, when you get water, go get it on your own. Like I don't know when you're thirsty. I I have like this I'm only out here for an hour or I'm only out here for however long, like we got stuff to do. I want to get this thing moving and I I like to work the pacing in with the way in which I'm designing the drill design and the way in which these drills are stacking on top of each other. So I guess the moral of the story is the drill design has to fit with the objective of where you are in the season and what you're trying to accomplish. And it has to, and and the progression of where you're trying to go. And it could be like a team where on a team you're going to practice, you're going to have, okay, we're going to open with, you know, a, a breakout drill. And then from the breakout drill, you know, we got to get into some four check stuff. And then after that, we certainly have to get, you know, we, ha- we have to do some tracking and pick up on the, like, uh, sorts. We got to do tracking and sorts. And then, you know, we're going to, we got to do some power play work. Uh, let's do that. And then maybe we'll do a split. And then, you know, you have some kind of maybe a five on five type of deal. These are the things that you're doing. So you've hit like five or six different topics. It's hard to do like a true like skill progression through there. So when you're thinking about it like that, well, again, it's the skill progression might not be a straight line where it's a very natural, logical progression that you're moving along. But from an energy perspective you certainly can have this thing have a peaks and valleys and you pull them down to manage their energy so that at a time the time in which it's important to you you've left enough in the tank and you've created enough failure in the practice you've created some problems that they had to figure out and overcome and then you've you know you've challenged them in different ways and then some, sometimes you are trying to deplete them and you want them to be at tired at a time in which and, you, and then now you're trying to do something that requires them to have to perform under physical duress. So you've, you've purposely pull, pulled at the, at the fitness level to stress it so that then at the crux of what you're really trying to do, you want them to execute... A high levels of execution under that physical strain. Fair enough. There's a way to build that, and that's that's part of that drill design. So, I, I just wanted. I, I knew that over the course of that first one, I was getting down the track, and I was like, should I just hit these things that I want to talk about, or should I just finish these thoughts and then move on to this stuff, and a separate one? And I decided to do a separate one. Because I, I just didn't want to rush it. Because I think that these concepts are important to just think about. And whether you're in a coach, which has a whole, like that's a, a different animal. And depending on how many times you practice, you practice twice a week. That's different than practicing every day. There's a whole, those are different factors that weigh into that. And that factors into your drill design and uh, some of the things you want to do. So like if I know I'm practicing every day, for example. And I have a certain way in which I'm trying to build this team at different times. I, I, I probably broke the, the season down into quarters. There's a certain period of time I'm trying to focus on this, and I want to get that done. And then the next quarter, I'm trying to do that. And then I'm going to take those two things, see where we're at in the season, and then I'm going to make a choice whether we're going to go this way or whether we're going to go that way. And then before we get to the playoffs, I want to be kind of at this level. So you're, you have this plan of loosely depending on how the how the group progresses that you're trying to move you're trying to move this this group along well as you're as you're doing that you're starting to get an understanding of where the team is at what what the what the real development philosophy needs to be you're factoring in individual development as you go along but the one piece that that remains is is that there's so much because i'm practicing every day I could take a drill and I could start adding layers to it so like I started in September and it has like these you know three or four elements in it and then from there I'm gonna add pieces I'm gonna create other so it's one drill but over the course of the season it's gonna have four or five six different faces or variations or iterations that it will go through over the course of the season so that drill is progressing through the season. And you might have five, six, 10, 15 of those or games that you might have. They start out as one thing and then you add other layers and depending on what you're working on, you find a way to add those layers in. And again, this game starts getting more and more and more complex as you go along. And with adding all these pieces along, that's reflective of where you wanna be in your season. And I don't know that there's enough of that discussion that goes on. And so that's why I wanted to put it here. And if you are one that this is right up your alley and you guys are already doing this, then great. And if you're if you're someone like me that it took a long time for me to kind of figure out these things and it you know, it started to get these like little awakenings and then once I saw it or I heard it then now I would start to go watch, and I would go watch practices, and I'd be like, okay, I see, and then I can see where it was falling short or where, you know, Coach kind of, I felt like he was on the right track. So that was always my approach. And so for those of you that are here looking for some of those ideas, now you can kind of go out, gauge your own practice, but then watch others, and you'll see a lot of these pieces Um, Either be very good for what you're doing and what you're looking for and also times in which it falls short, which both of those are really good pieces of information, help you move your own situation along.